you know me at all, you know that death is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger is my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger is my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my, death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Oh, we didn't Okay, so we're we're back. Episode 44. Episode 44. I should introduce us because we never did that the first episode. So we're we're back. The 43rd episode. The 43rd episode, I know. We're back with mm -hmm. Ben, Ice Cream, Cohen, uh, Renan, Hold Me Closer, Tiny Denser, and Simon, Handsome Maverick Tonev. I think that works, right? Is that a good nickname? Mm, no. No? Over three. Handsome Ma Really? Oh, for three. Renan, did you like your nickname? Wait, what was my nickname? I missed that. Renan, hold me closer, tiny, denser. Does that work for you? It's a little long. Have you never heard that, Renan? No. Really? That's why I was like, um. But you like it. But your parents are Elton John fans. Renan, the thing I want to ask you, so you were you were gone. Were you? Yeah. Did you go home? I did go home. And I'm going to guess that home, because I'm, I'm pretty good at this. I mean, based, uh, wait, Simon guesses, and then I'm guessing. Yes, based on both okay. your accent, yes. your last name, it, I'm going to guess Wisconsin. I'm going to guess... Kenosha, I'm gonna, specifically. I'm going to guess uh, Central Connecticut. Okay, you can answer now. Where, where'd you go? Do you want me to give you another chance to guess? Definitely Are not, you gonna because guess? I'm pretty confident Kenosha. Which part of Jersey? <laughs> I am from Istanbul from Istanbul that is in the country of Turkey I'm, I'm, I'm looking no, I do that on purpose I always say I don't say Istanbul Turkey I hate when the, people do that I hate it more when people go like London the United Kingdom do, you but, know like I thought, everybody I, knows where London is I, th I really thought you were going to say I hate it more when people break into the whole Constantinople song yeah I'm wondering do, do, do Turkish hipsters call it Constantinople no they don't at all no okay is that is that a sore subject no. It's not even sore at all. That was like 500 plus years ago. Okay, so we were we were way off on where we thought you were from. You were way so off. So you went to Istanbul <laughs> for the last two weeks. Three. Three. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, that's nowhere near Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you come through New York? Yeah, went away from JFK, came to um, Newark. I want to I wanna introduce our guest today. It is our Midwest representation his name is Christopher S. Riddle, Esquire. He is a lawyer working out of the Chicagoland area. You said Esquire. We got that. Well, I don't know if everyone knows what that means. I think some people think that means he's a knight, but I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Sir Esquire. Um, Chris, you can talk now. You can say hello. Hi. I was nervous about that part, but I feel good now. So, hi. Hey, you, what's you up? Know? You know, that one, Simon didn't bite on this, but I'm always struck by the false... Uh, what's the word? The false etiquette of radio shows when people thank them for being a guest or they're glad to be here. Mm -hmm. Never once comes off as sincere. It's just perfunctory. So do you want to try it? Like, thanks for being here today, Chris. Oh, hey, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Great program. I've been a fan since uh, way back, you know. I remember that great interview you guys did with, was that Jordan after the 89 uh, World Championship? No, it that was... was like it was uh, it was the other Michael Jordan after he got shot on the first season of The Wire. Ugh. I'm not believing it. Let's try this again. Uh, it's good to have you on the show, Chris. Thanks for being here. Oh, my God. Thanks, guys. 
I've been so excited about this, talking to friends and family for days. That's better. I like that. Yeah, that was an improvement. I like that. I, I believe that this is really the highlight of your week or month. You should know that I'm, I am doing a couple other things right now. So it would appear as if I'm not interested to a bystander, yeah. but I'm really into it. Good thing we just have listeners and they can't <laughs> yeah. maybe hear you doing your taxes. Unless you have one of those calculators that rings every time you pull the lever. <laughs> well, they, they wouldn't need to, they wouldn't hear that, but they'd see I'm wearing one of those visors with a green tint and those kind of things that bunch up around your biceps on a dress shirt. Yeah, That'll do work. you know what, can you explain those? This has come up in the past, maybe not on the air, but honestly, the whole uh, little, the band on the your band bicep. on the bicep. Are they holding dollars or slips or something in there, or are they I just... Don't, I don't understand it. I assume it has something to do with the wrestler, the ultimate warrior. He would wear those things on his biceps to make his veins look bigger, to make his veins pop. And they looked and like it, tassels from a uh, a young girl's uh, bicycle. So what's your what, what's your visual reference? Because right now I'm, I'm, I'm picturing the sting. It seemed like... Everybody in the background of the sting had those armbands yeah. on. Mm -hmm. I would think that maybe it's something that you associate with like accountants. Ben, like you were saying, you know, what do you put in there? Are there dollars or something? Accountants would have that in old time movies. And the guys in the sting, they were like the horse, the guys taking the bets, you know? Yeah. So maybe those are to accountants as the, the one that a, a woman would have on her thigh is to like a stripper and dollars go in that. So maybe receipts and dollars go in the arm. I like that explanation. Which came first, do you think? Is the stripping industry famously uh, fans of the sting? Well, they do say that accountants are the world's oldest profession. Am I right? I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's true. What would uh, prehistoric relatives, ancestors have to count? Except rocks, probably. Yeah. Uh, pelts? Hides. Yeah. Yeah, pelts. Sure. Uh, just so this is interesting because this is actually... The first time that Ben and Chris have met in person, but this is not the first time that they've communicated. I learned way back when that uh, Ben and Chris had had an email relationship. I hadn't told my wife about this. You hadn't told your wife about this. No. Well, that's a that's a problem. I, it wasn't it wasn't lascivious at all. It was a it was a very professional email relationship. But I didn't know about it. I knew Chris, and I knew Ben independently, and then we somehow discovered. Ben, I think you might remember this. We somehow discovered that that you uh, that you and Chris had actually known each other. Can you can you describe how that came to be? From what I understand, that came to be because for some reason mm -hmm. you don't delete emails. I don't. And so an email that you would have that somebody would have forwarded you ten years ago, literally October sixteenth, two thousand and six. Okay, a good nine years ago, you would have this email at the ready on your phone. Yep. They didn't even have phones back then. But you have it right there. It's the cloud, my friend. Uh, and I don't really have any understanding beyond that. I don't. I don't remember. Well, well. So, so you at the time were the the list edit editor at McSweeney's, correct? That is correct. An an online internet tendency. A lot of uh, very funny people writing in. Chris was trying to become part of that class, part of that society, and he was very excited to submit a list to you as the list editor at the time. Am, am I to guess that you're going to read it? I will read it because I think well, people... Uh, oh, before Chris. You, before you read it, Simon, I would just say that I, at that point, I was a, just a local humorist, you know? And there were a few outlets 
and I would send a lot of my stuff and get some really positive feedback from people. And it was an open community, and I really appreciated the support this you know, is, around that time. This is, <laughs> this is literally Chris's peak in terms of humor, and he never submitted anything to anywhere. This is it. This is his one time. And it, and it, and it carried with it. All. He wasn't sure whether to submit. He always asked whether he should submit or not, and he finally did it. And on October 16, 2006, he submitted this to you, Ben. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the predictive list of Halloween costumes that will be worn by the pilots of Top Gun at this year's Halloween Bash based on costumes worn last year to the Top Gun Halloween Bash. And, and you need to be sort of familiar with the movie Top Gun to know this, and I think most people are familiar with that film. Uh, so here we go. Iceman. Iceman. Goose. A goose. Viper. A snake. Jester, a jester. Look, Chris is loving this. He still finds this hilarious. Uh, cougar, predatory cat. We can cut out those laughs and post. Uh, Wolfman, Wolfman. Merlin, a wizard, and Charlie, French maid. That's his big. That's his big punchline. That's that's. He was thinking to himself. I know he was that that that. How can anyone possibly? Now, how was how was this received? This is okay. So, so I have I also have the email from Ben, and the email simply says, "Hi K." So you're already familiar with him because you just reference him by his first initial. Or I'm so busy I don't have time to complete names. That's uh, a, that's the way I interpreted it. And, and right. this was in a time before autocomplete. Okay, hi K. Sorry I got this too late. I'll pass. Best regards, Benjamin Cohen. And then to which Chris responded to me, "They read it. I just got this email from Ben. Damn bastard." I wish I want to reply with a pathetic. Do you at least think it's funny? <laughs> and so this time, for the first time ever, on on the record, Ben, <laughs> do you at least think it was funny? I think it was funny. He thought it was funny, Chris. Did, uh, tell him again the reply date and and how <laughs> it was related to the actual holiday of Halloween. I believe the reply date was like November sixteenth, after after the Halloween. Holiday. But he did well, uh, se- he did send it on October sixteenth. Right, but clearly the rejection was based entirely on calendar issues that's true you had a good geez 15 days to get to it yeah and i think it's finally time to debrief on send those lists in earlier oh okay so chris send those lists in earlier i mean no so i was at that point when i got the reply i was working on a thanksgiving list and i just i scrapped it i scrapped the project and i didn't send out any emails that there's no there's no record of that stuff uh, so, so you're assuming people are working on weekends. Take those out. It's really only ten days, ten work days before. Yeah, no, ten work yeah. days. And that, now I can see you. Re- you replied on November 9th, two thousand six, at two fourteen p.m. Right. So we're near that anniversary. Let's take after lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, a two fourteen reply. It sounds like a, a cut and paste job. Yeah. Did you have like a shortcut? You would type three letters, and it would just send off that email. Did no, you? But I had an intern for a while. Hmm. So it might not have even been from me. Actually, what I'm oh. thinking is he had 26 shortcuts, one for each letter of the alphabet. I don't understand how I signed it, Benjamin, but you referred to me as Ben. Well, I mean... Yeah, I, I've, I thought you called me Kay. I thought we had a kind of an understanding or we're pretty comfortable not, with one another at so least So why not Why not B? Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Chris, so why not B? Ex- explain yeah. yourself. I was clearly trying to be more relaxed about it, but I wasn't to the point where you were. You know, I mean, you're used to crushing people every day in that type of job. I this was new to me. It's a very high-profile position. I think I think Chris is starting to see this for what it is. This is an ambush, Chris. This is a hatchet job. What, on what you. were the 
the items the viper yeah viper a, a snake so what do yeah, you snake. how do you dress as a snake oh so you were so so maybe you also passed them because you didn't think it was actually possible for people to dress up in these costumes so you didn't think it was e- even that even through I the mean, iconic no, I, I lens. can't believe that i understand i think i kind of understand but you can't you can't be saying that you can't conceive of a person dressing as a snake. You, you're not taking that position. I'm just saying that, that most humor is based on how plausible it is. I think we know that most jokes only work when it's a literal, realistic version of something. That's the funniest types of jokes. Yeah, that's what that's what passes for humor these days. Well, then, <laughs> what your theory doesn't account for the vast genre of sci-fi humor. That's true. I think he's got you there, Ben. And you know, Chris is a lawyer, so you're. You're really, you're really paddling up upstream without a paddle here. Yeah, he he, well, he drew you I'm, in, Chris. Chris, what what is your um what what are your go to jokes now? Because there's 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 a couple that you you have in your back pocket. Oh, is this is this for the small talk? No, I don't think this is for small talk. But this is th- these are these are very very specific occasion jokes or references that you assume he has stable ones. Oh, he does. Oh. Absolutely, he does. Well, let's hear it, Chris. Chris, Chris, give give us give us one. I know exactly what you mean. So, I will be say we're walking uh, down the street, yep. and we come past a garden, mm-hmm. and there are some sculptures in the garden. Now, do they have to be bronze sculptures? It helps. Okay, it helps if they're metallic of some sort. At least, if not metallic, a highly shined or polished um, stone. So you need a sheen. Yeah, you know. So marble will work. Yeah, it would work. It can't be too weathered. It needs there needs to be a sheen. Does it have to be outdoors, or can you be at the Met or something? The Met would be great. It'd be probably better indoors. It would be best. So to- you're walking past, you know, and you're with some buddies, and um, you point at the statue as you're passing. And it's best if it's like a nice garden and it's a statue of a child reaching towards his father or something like that. And you say, uh, "Looks like somebody owed Jabba the Hutt money." <laughs> That's good. We need a rim shot on that one. We'll we'll add that in. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is that a riddle original? It is a riddle original, I think. Although I've used it many times, um, in many nice gardens. Uh, it's, a, it's a tone of unoriginal at it, this point. Definitely, it would it would help if um, the statues were made of carbonite, though. I think we can all agree. Yeah, no, is rare. It's you know, it's rare to find those. Yeah, there's only two carbonite statue gardens that I know of. Anyway, there you go. Okay. Well, Chris, I, I think you need to go to your hockey game now, but we want to thank you for being a guest on the show. And I think we'll probably do this in the future. I think you passed Ben's test. You certainly passed my test. Um, and I think, uh, I think we can have you back. Would you be, <laughs> would you be interested in that? I'm very interested. I think this was a tremendous opportunity. I really have just gotten a lot of stuff off my chest. So it was kind of cathartic. Okay, man. Adios. See you later. This is what I want to talk about. Yes. You're, you can get in on this. I am very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I get very discomforted and feel a little wobbly uh-huh. that the new Tetris skyscraper is going to fall over. Do you know the skyscraper I'm talking about? In New York City. It's in New York City. Are you talking about the new residential weird one? Yeah, it's a it's the Tetrascraper. The it, really thin, like the really... Um, that's the one. Yeah, I think it's mostly understood as, if people haven't seen it, it's... Clearly, the architects got four of the long Tetris pieces in a row, mm-hmm. and they didn't twist them, so they just stacked them up. That's not how you get Tetris, Ben. Well, they just kept stacking them up, and they weren't getting any other shapes, and then they just stopped. The game froze. So now we've got just the straight-up four Tetris pieces 
and it freaks me out because it's going to fall over. I don't understand how anybody could actually get in it, let alone live in it, let alone want to. I'd love to talk to the um, architects of that. Is, is this a night before like they crammed like just oh we got to get something done here let's just make a blueprint get the rulers i mean i i walked around the base of it it's not it's as small as it seems wow like it feels like it's not more than like 50 feet wide we think it needs tethering but we have different ideas of how to tether it yeah well my first impulse every time i see it is that i want it to be tethered i think they should tie the top get some long cable and tie it to something hold it steady i think they need to see i think they need to actually tie it to a stake in the ground. And I'm thinking that that will be somewhere in Harlem, if not maybe the Bronx. But And, and you got to get a good stake. You, but it's it's got to be at least three feet it's gonna that be, you can knock into the ground. You're going to have to have four stakes, obviously. So one sure. of them can be north. One of them's going to have to be across the river. I think Staten Island, probably. St- yeah, Staten Island, <laughs> Jersey, like Hoboken. Sure. North, and then just somewhere out past Queens or other side of Brooklyn. I, don't I, know. Would, I would think so. I don't know how far it needs to go. I actually had in mind that it might be easier and better and more community-minded to not tether it to the ground, but tie it to the tops of other skyscrapers. Yeah. it's the I did find out it's the third tallest in North America and in the city. My goodness. And so uh, it could it could tie across to, uh, it's probably only 20 blocks over to the Empire State Building. And I think that's reasonable to do. And tie across, <laughs> you could have, it could tie across uh, Central Park to something on the, on the west side. Mm-hmm. And it might actually offer a tourist opportunity for um, cable cars. Cable cars, or what's the? Uh, I don't know. Zipline. Zipline. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, zipline. Eco eco tourism. Eco tourism. I mean, they do that in the Amazon rainforest. Why can't they do it in New York City at thousands of feet? Not thousands, hundreds of feet above the ground. Mm-hmm. I also like it could introduce something like a, a what I call a CSS, a community supported skyscraper. So, like an open source skyscraper. Well, it's just everybody buys a share in the skyscraper and they tether it together, so they're all in this together. It, if, some, <laughs> if the Empire State Building goes down, the whole thing goes down. So they have a mutual interest. They have reasons to want to stay standing up. I suppose this is the best idea I have for making me feel more comfortable when I'm in New York City because I am freaked out by this thing. So every time the wind blows, you just sort of start looking for shelter. Well, I think it's not unlike when we talked about ice cream, where my big thing about oh, that back to this. Well, as you'll recall, my biggest takeaway was why aren't more people talking about this? Mm. I feel the exact same way with this Tetris skyscraper. Why are people not talking about this more? I think I think maybe this this seems to be a running thing with you. Why aren't people talking about things that I'm concerned about more? I think that's fair to say. I think that's probably fair to say. At least in this one, I feel like we have a solution. I think so. I think so. We have an engineering division on this campus. I'm actually a member of it. It seems like we could get some kind of uh, authority in here to talk about the technical uh, possibilities. Steel cables? Yeah, this is might be like a junior level class. Sure. I, w- I think that would be great. Um, good internship opportunity. Yeah, you'd have, to, you'd have to be good with tying knots, I assume. <laughs> you don't want to tie a bad, like a slip knot. You don't want to tie something that's going to come Right, and apart. you mentioned before you're thinking probably you want to stake it down at least three feet. At least three feet. I'm I have saying. a hunch. Maybe just, five. Just from walking around the building, I have a hunch that some of the engineers might, might press for something deeper, something a little more than three or five feet. Do they make stakes that long? Uh, well, I think that's why you get the material scientists in on this, and we, they, they, they build a new kind of stake that can go deeper. So nothing you can get a Target, let's say. I don't think so. Or Ace. Home or Depot. how about Cabela's? Yeah, maybe Cabela's. We uh, can get them to sponsor us if we keep mentioning their name, right? At Cabela's? Yeah, at Cabela's. On 78? Cabela's on 78. Yeah. Exit 29. Yeah, just, just, uh, just outside of Lebanon. Cabela's. For all your camping needs. 
Because what you have with these tethers is it could be uh, like tent poles where they, it's not just one long pull that you pull it and it can unfold. Do you describe that? You know, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not a camper. Renan, help me out here. Tent pole. Mm-hmm. Like it can fold down to the, the pole isn't like a rigid pole. It's like yeah. different pieces. Yeah. I think we're going to go on pretty rigid on this uh, skyscraper thing. We could tie it around a fire hydrant. It's kind of inspired. If you tie it around a fire uh, hydrant, then nobody will mess with it. The 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 tether or the fire hydrant, <laughs> both. Nobody will park in front of it. Yeah. What about kids that want on a hot day that want to open it up and play with the fire hydrant? That's okay because they're just ziplining right down to that splash. Will it make the fire hydrant less stable if all the water goes out of it? Because it'll be it'll be it'll be less heavy because it doesn't have all the water in it. You mean in relation to the tethering job it's supposed to be doing? Well, it's got to hold the tether down, so it's got to have a lot of weight. If you take the water all out of it, it'll be lighter. I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen. You don't think? Okay. I don't, I don't understand fire hydrants. I, uh, I don't want to feel like I say this every time, but this might, it's possible this could require a little more thinking through. What's that? The, the tethering project. I thought you meant this entire podcast, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I would say yes. Yes. Uh, so you know what? Let's, for all you, um, do it yourself engineers out there don't start the tether project until we've had a little bit more time to think about this so this leads us into our our quiz of this podcast yeah i think the it almost seamlessly leads to the premise of things that we don't know if they're real or not quiz (laughs) we're sometimes out of the loop on things um and again this might be the subtitle for the show long running things we don't really know about or what's going on in youth culture so this so tumblr although it doesn't have an e Tumblr is a thing. It is a thing. I think it's been well diagnosed that social media apps are the terrain of the lost vowels. I don't know where all these vowels go. It's probably like a grinder doesn't have an E. We need to maybe create our own social media app, which is only vowels. All vowels. Just take all the vowels from all the other things. I think it's like the lost sock drawer, like after laundry. They're just all the extra socks. We're going to open up a drawer and all the vowels from all these apps are going to be in this drawer. I think we should start our own social media platform called E. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Was that eight or nine E's? Can you, uh, I don't know. Well, it depends on how many E's we're missing. Renan, can you register that domain, please? Sure. Now, Renan. Yes. If you have any in mind, I want you to test us and we will tell you if it's a real thing or if you just made it up. If you just made it up. Okay. I just took out my phone um, looking at the apps I've got. Okay. Okay. Or apps you don't have. You could be total BS. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like to say, Renan, you, uh, you're a part of youth culture, right? Okay, I guess. Go. Hmm? Okay, go. Go. Good. Okay. Um, let's start with Mixler. M-I-X-L-R. Mixler. Oh, it doesn't have a vowel. I'm going to say definitely yes. That's Yeah, it doesn't have a vowel, then yes. Are we right? Let me, let me go, go find. I, I, I know that it exists, but um, let me, let me. Should uh, we assume it's like uh, yeah. music mixing software, something mix up your social media life? Mixler is a simple way to broadcast, share, and live listen to live audio, create your own live audio content, explore a growing world of musicians. Now, I, I just, you don't have to go into that much detail because we are not, they're not a sponsor, not like Cabela, Cabela's. They could be its sponsor. For highway, all your outdoor needs. Highway 78. Well, last time I was at Cabela's, the people, the guy in front of me and both people behind me, they were all getting very large rifles. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm sort of upset that we went with Cabela's as a sponsor because there's nothing there that I want. I would rather have gone maybe with Best Buy as a sponsor. That's sort of my speed. What about Squarespace? Yeah, Squarespace for all your web hosting needs. 
Mixler. Okay. Mixler is a thing. We were right. Okay. We're one one and zero. Okay. Next one is Vine. V I N E. Yes, definitely. That's the video. We just thing. Vine. Oh, okay. We just Vine. You asking? You know that? that? Exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right next now. one is Charlie. 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 That's the name of a person. I, I guarantee that. Charlie. Uh, it's in French maid. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say no. It's a to French Charlie. made costume dispensary. Because I don't, I don't know how you would say how, how you would write Charlie without a vowel. It doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't transfer well across languages. Yeah, it it does exist. It's a um, it's an app that takes in your calendar, contacts, email, and all basically all your personal data. Spot spot a pentagram. Spot a pentagram. Spot a pentagram. That sounds like some sort of Italian bread. Spot a pentagram. That would be. A music pinning social media thing for pictures. I yep. I think it doesn't exist. No, that doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Do you know what Periscope is? Yeah, that was the thing that you made up last time. Yeah. And then I saw that you were clever enough to actually get it registered, so I heard someone else talking about it. Yeah. That was a pretty smart move. It's for all your submarine-related selfies, I assume. What does Periscope do, now that I know it, it exists? Now he's asking you what things do. It's well, like... You know, Mixler about video. Okay. There so it's live. Um, Did you bring it up because um, our family watched Hunt for Red October last week? Alec Baldwin was very young. Very young. <laughs> it's a fine film. It's a fine film. All right, next. Bandwagon without an E. Bandwagon. I would. It doesn't oh. have an E ever. No, it's got a silent E at the end. I right? mean, without the O. Bandwagon. <laughs> Um, I'm, is, I I feel like it should be because obviously their 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 first their phrase get on the bandwagon is really yeah I feel like it should be because that's basically the premise of all social media yep and they can so I'm they saying can, yes yeah I think they can uh, embrace that so yes nope it doesn't exist register yet. it yeah all like right. um you know at the end of the episode we're gonna be like thirty five domains in great do you want to hear more give us like uh, four more. Radish. Radish. What does it have the eye? Yeah. Is it a, as in the root vegetable or something that's kind of radical? That's radish. It could be a small farm app. Yeah, or, maybe something to manage your Farmville account. A radical small farm <laughs> app. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go yes. I think it should be. I'm going to say no. I I work in, in the food scene. I say no. I would have known about it. You would have known about it. <laughs> Do you run a lot of farms? Just the love farm, just the Lafayette farm. Oh. That's a nice thing. But this doesn't exist now. Okay, well, so you were right. I was wrong. Okay, do you want to hear one more? Yep. Sherpa. Sherpa? Sherpa or Sharpa? Sherpa. Yes. I'm going to go with no because you can't get internet access on Mount Everest, probably. I think you could set up Bluetooth. You don't know either, do you? Hmm? You don't know either. No, I know what it is. It's a thing. It's real. It is? Yeah. Wait, it's for coupons, right? No, it's um mm. on the, like Uber, right? Mm-hmm. But for assistance. So like if you need, have a lot to do, yeah, you can just get one. Like you just like request a person no on way. an app and then they just like help you. Now, but it's only for helping you climb up mountains, right? Climb up, do whatever. And help, But it's mostly for climbing up mountains, I would assume. This is very odd. What's odd? 
the app. Yeah. Why would you need an app? To request people. Because nobody wants it, like... What kind of people are waiting to be requested by an app? It sounds like it sounds like a recipe for murder. Like Corey is. Has this like, ever worked? Or like, you know, like you, um, if you need someone to uh, clean up your house or something. Or like, you know, like if you have like a thousand letters to a lick, you know, you just like need to hire someone. Because like you wrote a lot of letters and you're sending them all at once. <laughs> why, why, why don't you just use an email? Why are you looking a thousand letters, Renan? Just, you know. That's what happened. You can't. You got to cut down the invite list. Yeah, just just your use evite. But <laughs> can you can you verify that this has actually been used? Yeah, because it sounds so nonsensical. How do you not already know how to get somebody to do that if you need help? How would this solve the problem? I'm just not sure where it goes. Like, who sees the other side? Like, oh, my sherpa beeped. I got to go lick envelopes. <laughs> I mean, I can picture that it's it's like a guy driving an uber who gets called away he's like i'm sorry we got to make a quick stop I got on the sh- way to your airbnb i got a shirt of this yeah because i got a shirt oh wait 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 i mix up mixed up the uh mixler you did a mixler on wait, the apps <laughs> wait this this exists but sherpa is healthcare i forgot about that yeah whatever i mixed it up so wait so it's healthcare that you can so if you need if you're like if you cut your finger then you can use the app no it's like doctor. it's like you find a doctor on your app yeah and so this is premised on the non-existence of hospitals. It's like if you like cut your uh, hand How much? and like you just like open up the app and then show the doctor what it is, like right. what, what's wrong. How much do you have to pay a doctor to look at thousand envelopes? I guess a lot. What kind of doctor is already not busy that they're looking at somebody on their app? I, I don't know any doctors who are just like hanging out thinking, gosh, I, I just wish I had more to do. They'll get. You're not defending it. It's a it's an on-demand skill, you know, fixing people. Goodness sake. Renan, let us know when we're recording. He's closing the door now. The door is closed. 